and welcome to a live episode. How's it going? Very special guest, Royce Lopez. Hello. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're back. I had such a good time with you guys last time. It was super fun. I was as soon as you said, I'm like, yeah, I'm happily come back on. Especially so, you know what we're talking about. So yeah. <laughs> well, Mystery Chris has a list of uh, what is it, a hundred topics. So we're set for a few years. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into uh, porn topics pretty quickly. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris has a whole PowerPoint presentation ready. He's like, okay. Look. <laughs> I'm not far off. I'm excited. You're gonna invite me for that one, but only if it's that really corny, just like corny, like '90s porn. Like, let me fix your pipes. Oh, that was so bad. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Hey, here's some pizza. All right, I guess. (laughs) Someone order extra sausage. Yes. Uh, Did you see the recently? We everyone on Twitter. It was this past week. Was calling it woke porn. It's this channel that just produces really badly acted and written uh, short pieces for YouTube about racism. There's there's no actual sex, but the acting is so bad you think they're about to do porn. So it's like a white cop will like pull over a black person and be like, uh-huh. what are you doing in this town, boy? And and then the whole thing, it's just way over the top. There's one with a white woman who sees two uh, black guys playing basketball at the park, and she comes out from behind the tree with a whip and and starts yep, I know exactly what it is. I was like a hero I, to me. I played some of those videos. Well, what that guy's doing is brilliantly, by the way, making fun of Darman videos. And if you've ever seen Darman videos, okay. there it's the same thing. But it's this is not supposed to be funny. It's one of those stories where they they make up some crazy scenario where they're like there was one where they were yelling at a Down syndrome person on an airplane, like something that would never happen in real life, right? And going like never underestimate people and i'm like all right man and at the end of it darman always has like a story like you know we have to make life better for like everyone man so that's what that's making fun of wait so is it it's not real no 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 that's that's i thought it was right i thought it was right but then when i looked at the channel and i started looking into it i was like oh they're making fun of darman they're just doing it like it but here's the thing it's so funny you say that but where we are right now isn't it funny you can't tell the difference I can't tell the difference. And I actually, when I first saw it, I thought it was so over the top. I thought it was satire. But then the account that shared it is an account that I've been to some of their conferences and they were like, no, this is being used in DEI trainings. And maybe it's got a life. Wait, of its own. what? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about the same thing, then we have a problem. Um... Yes. Yes, <laughs> we're. It's, I'm gonna it's, have. It's, it's so. The one of the videos is called like racist Karen whips. Uh, yes, you know it really sounds like it, it. It really sounds like race. Yes, 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 yes. Racist Karen whips black boy. Okay, look. So here's the thing. I'm telling you. Look, if this is real, then I'll say sorry right now. But this can't be real, right? Like, <laughs> there's no way that this isn't a joke. I've seen this one. This is a joke, right? They're making fun of Darman. I they don't know. They, they even put hashtag Darman in the title. I I don't know what Darman is, but I'm willing to bet that if it is being used in DEI trainings, that just means that whoever put it in the trainings took it for serious. <laughs> 
was like, "Here's another one, cop arrest nine year old for no reason." Like, yeah. there's another of these crazy titles. I'm like, those tics not real. Come on. <laughs> I refuse. I look. I'll put up with a lot of shit. But let's stop with that. Come on. We're not just whipping basketball players on the street. It was so ridiculous. Anyway, I'm sorry I took us down this path. No, you it's okay. Porn, and it was like, oh, my gosh. And then Gary played it on Friday Night Tights, and they were cracking me up because they were just kept being, pausing it to talk about the porn that was about to happen. Right. But that never happened. So, um, okay. One other thing. Before we get to our topic, guys, we are talking about In Living Color tonight. I'm very excited. But before we started, you guys were filling me in on something in the news. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to set this up? I'm going to see if I can share my screen. Uh, we're talking about the trailer? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this awesome... God, I'm so excited. There's this awesome new Marvel show coming out because her quality has been so top-notch lately. Um, there's a new Marvel show coming out, and it is called She-Hulk, colon, Attorney at Law. <laughs> <laughs> and it's as awesome as you think it is. Oh, my gosh. This this sounds like parody to me. This is like oh well, listen, it's Marvel. It might be, but you know what? It'll make a billion dollars, and nobody will care because it's Disney. And at this point, people are watching it out of habit. Being a superhero is a trial by fire. Who's gonna protect the world if not people like you? I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. A uh, demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. And a frustrating family. Because we didn't ask for this, but you still got to deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing okay pause okay. sorry i'm sorry just i have to address that line there yeah yes it's just so horrible all the time for women they're just always under all right so really so so part way through it just as you can see this is basically ally mcbeal if it was she if she was she hawk yes it's, it's, it's female single remember futurama single female lawyer having lots of sex <laughs> no that's but that's what this is right that's exactly what this is um but the even worse part is wait till you see the cgi for her oh no oh yeah well kind of looks like shrek already the female shrek oh yeah but no it gets <laughs> when you really look at her you'll see okay want to be a normal anonymous lawyer can you tell us where she hulk is jen you're a story now girl your ass looks crazy right now you could be an avenger oh i'm not a superhero that is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason terrible superhero uh. Attorney at law. Attorney at law. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. In your 30s. This is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. 
Uh, Hold on, and then emasculate. We have to make, uh, sure, we have to make sure we emasculate out the door. Out the door, we have to make sure that we belittle men as much as we can. It's Ow. it's funny that they know like how bad this is because they're putting it on a their TV service, you know, the streaming service. I mean, it it, it seemed like they would want to put this. And uh, what's the other one that's coming out? It's Camilla Khan. The other one that's coming out, Miss Marvel. I was yeah. like. These are horrible. <laughs> you guys can't even put this in the theater because you know well, it's going to bomb. My Merch said this, and it's a good point. You just saw every scene Mark Ruffalo was in in that trailer. I guarantee you, he ain't in every episode of that show. You can mm. put money on that. Oh, he ain't in every episode of that show. I didn't even. He's probably happy him. about it. Also, why does she look so attractive as a? I mean, I guess well, I guess she should, but as the Hulk, like she doesn't seem to change that much physically, like he does. She looks hotter as a She-Hulk, in my opinion. <laughs> I think so anyway. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, basically, it's like, this is what happened. Like, when I wa I recently watched Ocean's 8 for our Patreon, because we do, like, a, mo a bad movie riff, you know, once a month. So I watched Ocean's 8, which is the all-female, you know, Ocean's 11 movie. It's really bad. And, um, but the whole movie was like, okay, this movie's about female empowerment, but the whole movie's about how they like pretty diamonds and they like pretty dresses and like going to parties. And that's the same thing with She-Hulk. It's like, oh, so you're trying to break the glass ceiling by saying, oh my God, I'm just a ditzy girl who's a lawyer. And I'm also, it's like, so, okay. So then we're not doing anything then anymore, right? So either either lean into it one way like Bat Batwoman did, see how well that did for them. Or mm -hmm. lean to it another way, but in the middle, it's like, okay, so what you're saying is, is that you know, girls like pretty things and they, they they like to be on Tinder, and okay, that's cool. But it's what is this? You know, I don't know what this is anymore. Plus, I mean, it's. I guess I don't mind that they're playing to some female stereotypes because for a while, woke has been so afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. So when she says, you know, being angry and fearful, that's like being a woman all the time. You're like, oh come on. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like. You know, we've got we reached this place now where I kind of miss some of the old stereotypical humor because yeah, I don't no. hear it as much anymore. I agree, but yeah. it's it's like I think what's happening is that they're they're losing their grip on on it's what's happening with everybody. They've all kind of stopped. Like, did you notice that Disney after they got spanked started kind of kept their mouth shut about the abortion thing? Like, they just stopped talking about it. They were like, "Yeah, I'm not getting look. I'm look. I already did the don't say gay thing. Like, I'm not getting involved anymore because." I think people yeah. are starting to actually fight back and go enough. Yeah. Enough. I'm not going to go watch I'm not going to go put give money anymore to watch crap because it's just a waste of time and I, I don't want to be preached to every film. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to take a trip back down memory lane, which is what we do Yay. a lot a lot of the time cuz we like to look at quality entertainment and so we have to go back in time. Um you set this topic up, Mystery Chris. Why don't you tell me a little bit about this show and what it means to you? Or you well, just set it up however you want. I'm going to talk like Camilla Harris. In uh, Living Color was a half-hour show that aired on Fox <laughs> Network 1990 through 1994. Shows are these programs they put on television that we watch. No, So, yeah. I love Illumin Color. That's one of the shows that's had the biggest impact on my sense of humor, that kind of politically incorrect uh, sense of humor. And I noticed like in the last couple of years, uh, particularly when the COVID stuff happened, I was getting more and more nostalgic about, you know, the 90s. And I kind of put things together and kind of realized it was because things were coming so politically incorrect or politically correct that I, you know, wished for times where 
things were so much more freer where people could say, you know, practically anything. And so uh, this show is one of my favorite shows uh, from that time period. And yeah, there's, there's some dated aspects, you know, I think with a lot of comedies from that time, there's dated stuff, but a lot of that things they have in there are things that seem fresh given, you know, this kind of politically correct hell we've entered. So uh, I wanted to talk about that, relive it and, uh, I know Royce big fan and you know they had Royce balls. Yeah. They had <laughs> balls. That's that's the you know to put it did you have balls like they didn't care, you know, and, and it was just look funny's funny. Who gives a shit, you know, who you're making fun of. They they made fun of a lot of white stereotypes with Jim Carrey, they made fun of a lot of black mm-hmm. stereotypes, they definitely made fun of a lot of Hispanic stereotypes, and nobody cared because it was just funny, you know. Right. And that was Keenan Irvin's Wayne's kind of mission. He didn't really care about putting any kind of social messaging in it because he was getting criticisms from people like Spike Lee. Spike Lee didn't like uh, Homeboy Shopping Network because he thought it promoted black stereotypes. That was hilarious. That, yeah, that's a skit where the two guys who are black guys are stealing stuff and trying to resell it on the Homeboy <laughs> Shopping Network. So but yeah, and Keenan Irvin Wayne's just like, things just have to be funny. And so pretty much like you said, Royce, every pretty much every race and you know, practically every religious being made fun of. They got and, beat up. Everyone got beat up and everyone was fine because we were all joking. Right, right. And it was interesting because some of the skits that you think would have gotten some heat didn't, like um, Handyman. Handyman. Handyman, yes. Yeah. Handyman. <laughs> Surprisingly, that did not get a lot of heat back when it was. And he was out. even doing the voice. Yeah. Amazing <laughs> to me. That's <laughs> it's so funny. That's true. Yeah. The, a lot of, apparently, a lot of uh, disabled groups uh, thought that it was very empowering to see a you know, handicapped guy you know, fighting crime and saving the day. But one skit or you know, multiple skits with the same character that was very controversial back then apparently was uh, Fire Marshal Bill. A lot of firefighter units <laughs> didn't like that because they, they thought he making fun of, you know, firemen have been burned horribly. Let me show you something. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. Man, all these, I remember watching this, you know, because in Living Color, uh, what, what year did, what years did it run again, did you say that? 90 to 94. 90 to 94. So I was between yeah, 8 and 13, you know, those are 8 and 12 years old. And I remember thinking this was cooler than SNL. I remember thinking that this was cool. Like, this was like, oh, man, SNL is old people stuff. I'm watching in living color, you know? Yeah. And it was, and it, and it was, I mean, in, in so many ways. I mean, you know, when, when you when you compare it, like, I'm another person. I'm a big defender of Mad TV. I think Mad TV was great. I think it's yeah, underrated. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't realize how funny some of the people were on there. But um, I think what's cool about In Living Color, it's like, you know, I know this happens to you guys, too. I'm sure you watch something like In Living Color now and we've been we we have been just just taught that th- we're supposed to be offended that even though it doesn't offend me. I have sometimes I watch on living colors on Dayway, for example, watch some clips and I'll be like, oh, I can't believe like and, and it's it's just a gut reaction now because you're supposed to be offended yeah. right away. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually offended, but you're like, man, all I think is I always go like they'll never get away with that. They would never have gotten away with that today. No. When I was looking at articles, I was trying to find some people who are like against, you know, criticizing living color. And I came across some articles that were written by gay men. And they were talking about how like they liked the men on film thing, but then they were like, I, I should feel offended that it's promoting stereotypes. Yes. And I'm thinking, like, first of all, 
how how did that impact gay people in a negative way? Like that was the main argument people were making back then. The kind of older generation, you know, gays that didn't like it. Even the younger generations liked it, but older ones did it. And so if the thought was that, you know, putting out these, you know, straight men who are acting very flamboyant gay and making sexual window window, which is the whole it's just a joke. I mean, they're not being betrayed yeah. as being pedophiles. And, that, and now, and nowadays, it's, it's it, nowadays they that's literally how how it sounds watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, See, and, they're offended about is something that's real that that's done. It's it's what's the difference? And I I think shows like this actually help in a way kind of make gay culture in a sense more mainstream. Because it wasn't betraying them in a negative way. Oh, it did. It was featuring in a more positive, more fun way. And that just grew and grew. And so I don't know how, how understand how anybody today could look back and say, oh, this is offensive. We can't have this around. It's like, no, look, look gay culture is part of mainstream culture now. What it's about- not part of the counterculture anymore. The yeah. conservatives lost that one, so it's now yeah, mainstream. Christianity is now the Christianity is now the counterculture. <laughs> That's where the weirdos. It is true. But, um, it's true, uh, but the but the you're right. I, I just want to touch on something you said. It it wasn't offensive because it was an equal opportunity offensive show. There wasn't any group there. Like they touched on everyone. They made fun of everyone, and that's why. In it was inclusive. It was inclusive to have a sketch making fun of gay guys because they've got a sketch making fun of uh, women or black people or handicapped people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they didn't they didn't spare anyone. And I think they definitely benefit from being majority black cast. Cause I don't think a lot of white shows could, I think they get, they would have gotten a lot more criticism at that time than living color did. And I think that's one of the good things that living color did because they kind of took that edginess and, you know, put it, you know, through black lens, you want to call it that way. And I think you could see the effect it had for a while on the culture till somehow we started going backwards. And a lot of dudes in dresses, which I'm sure wouldn't fly that well today. Either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot can, of that. Can we watch a clip? Okay. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to start, since I'm doing the stuff today, with one of my favorites. I mentioned yeah, I love already. this one. Man of the Middle East, the Elvis of Aqaba, Johnny Abdul. Every amazing hit he's ever sung is now included in his new dual album set. Unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Nothing but a hostage. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute, Mr. Post. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Hard <laughs> Papa's got a brand new Baghdad. Oh my God, I want to see all those names. This is so nice. (laughs) (laughs) This is fucking great. I'm hoping it's gonna get canceled for this. Brown brown face. face. You rock around the clock. (laughs) 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 You know it's coming, but it's still (laughs) there. Are you ready to rock? 
Beautiful, beautiful skin. Wonderfully done. You know why that's so funny? This is sort of what Little Britain does. Or the old Little Britain. The original Little Britain. Is they just keep doing the same joke. Oh. But it, sorry, my YouTube is still playing. But it gets, it builds, it builds. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when somebody's doing a bad pun and it starts off, it's not funny, but they keep doing puns. And then mm -hmm. you finally reach this point where your stomach is just hurting because you're laughing so hard. That's that, that's that sketch to me. Anyway. Can we talk about also how much the, the In Living Colors theme slapped? It was such a good song. Every day. Like it was, yeah, I know. That's my point of going back to how much fucking cooler it was, right? I just think I, I I sound like old fogey, but I just love hip hop more in the '90s than I do today, because it wasn't as dark and it take itself as serious. And I just love that kind of new jack swing vibe that Living Color had. And that's one of the things I loved about Living Color too, because it was it, it was on the heels of you know hip hop culture becoming more mainstream, and that was kind of you know it's a weird gray zone where corporations didn't quite know what it was or what its appeal was. And so they like paired a lot of hip hop songs with products and movies that didn't have that, um, didn't embody the hip hop spirit. Like you, Royce, you remember a lot of the movies in the nineties, early nineties ended with like rap songs, both Ninja Turtle movies ended, yes. uh, nothing but trouble. Up, Ghostbusters too. If you ever talk bad about Vanilla Ice's Ninja Rap, we're going to have problems, girl. Hey, I love that song. I love it. Yeah, Ninja. Ninja. I was texting a friend who has kids, and he, he was like, yeah, they don't like the uh, second Ninja Turtles movies. It was like, first one I was like, uh, well, listen, I, I can understand. If you didn't grow up during that time, it would be kind of weird, but I love that All movie. of them are good, even the third one, which was bad. I hate the third one. Yeah. Uh, so but yeah, it was it, it was kind of like uh, on our first episode when we were talking about censorship in the 1990s and our late 80s. You know, I think the attempt to kind of censor uh, rock and rap music kind of supercharged it and make it more uh, anti-authority, and that just kind of energized everything. And it kind of you saw it pervade through advertising, cartoons. Uh, you remember all those cartoons? They were like extreme cartoon, and they have like yeah. a guitar, where they go, yeah. mm -hmm. like that. That's yeah. what I remember about like the early '90s, the late '80s, early '90s period. It was just was such a fun time. It's like it, I feel like it's the closest we, it's closest we've been since 1960s, I guess. And it's not the political stuff, but in terms of feeling like there's a new culture that was kind of being ushered in, like that kind of counterculture. And there's like uh, displacing the old with some kind of newer, more hip, more, you know, real type thing. Drink a crystal Pepsi, man. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. Everything was hyperdrived. Everything was awesome and tubular. Everybody was everybody was skateboarding. <laughs> it's like they took from us. It was I know. Time. It's funny. Uh, Carrie on Twitter uh, posted a picture of um, Beto O'Rourke skateboarding, and mm -hmm. I tweeted her back a, a uh, video of Poochie from The Simpsons. Oh, <laughs> yes. I remember <laughs> he was riding on a skateboard. With the baseball cap. Yeah. Yeah. And every time yeah. people, every time he's not around, everyone should be asking, "Where's Poochie?" <laughs> 
Where's Beto? Yeah, skateboarding in a Whataburger parking lot. What a nerd. What a fucking nerd. He does it on stage here, too. It's like a gimmick. He'll come out He's on stages. Such... What are you, a wrestler? What is he doing? <laughs> what a nerd. No He's a cool guy that you want to hang out with. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, you say so. No. Well, I know. Uh, okay, we're going to play... We're going to play men's on film in a second. But first, one of these pieces that you gave me to read, Chris, <clears throat> I thought there was something interesting in it. And it was where I don't have to pull up on screen, but I'll just talk about it. It was where they said after they had filmed the pilot. And by the way, they were told they could do whatever they wanted to do. Um, and so they kind of couldn't walk away from that. I think uh, who was it? Was it Damon Williams was saying that when he first went into the meeting with Fox, he thought he was going to be talking about a film and he ended up meeting with the TV guys. And they were like, we want you to do a show. We want it to be like the black laughing and you can do whatever you want. So they came back with homie, the clown. Oh yes. <laughs> Men's on film. Yep. And Oh gosh, what was the third one? That was just iconic. It was the third one. Anyway, they came back with these sketches and they shot the pilot and then it sat on the desk for like six months. They shelved it Ooh. because Fox thought it was too edgy. They were terrified of, <laughs> actually, they were terrified of the response from the black community. It, was too, black, ur, it was too urban. Yeah. They thought yep. black people would be offended. Yep. And then the article said they, uh, they ended up sending a copy of it to an editor at Details Magazine. And she loved it. And she's like, why aren't you? Why are you sitting on this? Put it out. I'm not offended. This is hilarious. And so they were it, really worried the black community would be offended and they were very worried the gay community would be offended. And do you know that it had primarily white writers too? Mm -hmm. interesting. It was similar to uh, the Chris Rock show. A lot of uh, writers for Conan O'Brien's show came over the Chris Rock show. And when they did, Chris Rock told him, hey, I don't want you to write what you think black audiences want. I just want you to write the same stuff you're writing for Conan, but just do it for my show. And that's where Louis C.K. came up with Pootie Tang. <laughs> just like this absurdist, nonsensical <laughs> character. It was great. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do this one. Should I, should I tell Royce my Chris Rock story? Do it. Well, yeah, yes. Now I want it. Now I need it. Yeah, well, uh, well, this is this one of the stories people like about him. But I, I produced a TV show with him called Totally Biased on FX. It was one of the last things I did before I left Woke and left mm -hmm. entertainment because I'd been. I Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But it was a Woke show. The star of it was a super Woke comedian who I managed. And most of the writing staff were Woke comedians and that was one of the first times we were able to hire all these first time woke comics to write but chris rock was the executive producer and he's not woke and so there was a lot of headbutting um but one of the funniest things he ever said was in the writer's room i remember he was talking about how you had to set up a joke you had to do teasing first you couldn't just get to the punchline and he just started saying excuse me i'm gonna curse for anyone who doesn't like my cursing he says First, you gotta play with the bitch's titties. And then, and so he would always say, and then the writer, somebody had like written it on the whiteboard and would point to it. Like if, <laughs> if the joke was missing the setup, they're like, ah, you gotta go back and play with the titties. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that was a likable story about him. But. Oh, that was a good one. Was a good one. Oh, yeah. There are others. 
Okay. He auditioned for uh, Living Color, but didn't make it. He went they on said, Saturday Night Live. He, and, he and, said uh, he wasn't black enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Sorry, Chris. We're hiring this Jim Perry cat instead. <laughs> okay, here we go. Can you turn it up a little? I'll try. Let's see. And welcome to Men on Football. The show that looks at football from a male point of view. That's right. Tonight we're live and uncensored. That's right. Naked to the world. People. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have a new sponsor. Wilson Sporting Goods. The official boss of the NFL. I ain't said a word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot People were very surprised to hear that we were doing a special football show. But we've been fans of football for many years. I mean, what other game boasts such great names like Dick Butkus? <laughs> or my favorite, Bob Green. Childish. This is childish. <laughs> now, this childish. Is tight end, he was. <laughs> 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 Still, there's a lot of things about this game that could be better, mm -hmm. like the uniform. Hated him. <laughs> you know, I was so disappointed when I found out that those numbers on the back, they were just for identification. Oh, I know what you mean. The smallest one I saw was 11. And then I saw one that said 78 child. I almost fainted. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> and, you know, I found that those padded shoulders were just too Joan Crawford. Mm -hmm. And see, and speaking of... Oh, fish. <laughs> what about the cheerleaders? Hey, them. <laughs> I mean, what good are they? Everybody knows That was aggressively you know, gay joke. <laughs> well, to be truthful, for me, nothing beats that exquisite moment of tension right before the play begins as the muscular, sweaty football men get down on the line of There they is. He I says men's my favorite. Yes. The breath is coming out like from a big bull's nostril. Damn it. Damn it. Try not to break. Look at him. He's trying not to break. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Look at him trying not to break. <laughs> they got in trouble for that. Yep. <laughs> All right. 
that was one of my favorite like you know conspiracies where it was like richard gear like to have gerbils go up his butt that was like oh I remember that. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way damon wayne's kids really funny too oh and yeah uh damon wayne's jr's on a uh, new girl well was on a couple things a new girl and uh that's a pretty funny show believe it or not hey his son looks just like him dude they look except he has hair but that's it <laughs> Uh, care. Um, I think I want to read just a little bit from the IndieWire article. Sure. Probably just. The... Yeah, I'll bring it up. Alrighty. Are you going to tell us about how people got upset about that one? I know that Glad got upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got us out another game, <laughs> but this one uh, aired during halftime of the Super Bowl. And got huge ratings, like 30 million people or something like that. And they got in trouble for that joke about Richard Gere. I don't know if it's Richard Gere himself that got upset, but someone got upset on his behalf. I can't, ima I can't imagine he was happy about it. <laughs> Especially the gerbil. Okay. You know, the, the person who hurt the most was the gerbil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> could Come you back, Richard Gere. I'm not afraid of you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm start Gere. fights with aging celebrities. <laughs> I gotta take you, bud. Sorry. <laughs> it's such old beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could you scroll down to uh, the article or paragraph right underneath the Men on Film um, embedded video? Okay. A little bit further down. Stand up. Uh, keep going, please. Do, do, do. Oh, I see. Okay, it's coming up. Yeah. Okay, so it should be right under here if it comes up. There we go. All right, so, so uh, Argo goes, that includes the famous Men On series of sketches in which two gay cultural critics played by Gear and Damon Wayans. Whoa, whoa, they were gay? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't know if they're going to be other like that. Jeez. If you say so. Damon <laughs> uh, Wayans criticized film and television, among other things. The bits were hugely popular, but controversial as well. People would get upset, like Spike Lee would say, man, that's not what it's about. Asked by Harris whether he thought they could make men on today, Greer was quick uh, to respond. I don't think you can, he said. My personal politics, my personal knowledge of trans, gay, LGBTQ culture. I say that because I'm trying to get all the letters out. It's different. You know, I've evolved from them, from them uh, then. But back then, I would say there was never any malice in our betrayal of these gay men, at least from my perspective at the time. But it was very much of its time. Yeah, but that's the problem. See, the problem with that sentence is is the problem with what we're having now. It doesn't have to be of its time. We don't have yeah. to be babies. Right. This doesn't have to be this way. And that's what I get upset about sometimes is people think, no, no, that's just the way it is now. It doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. We yeah. don't have yeah. to allow it. We could we could we could still do some people are doing it right now on YouTube. You can still do those kind of jokes and be funny and not be a white nationalist or a homophobe. You could just be making jokes. Yeah. So I I I hate I hate being gaslit, which I love using that word on them now. I hate being gaslit into being told that no, it was fine back then. Because this goes back to like sometimes a lot of comedians do this. They closed the door behind them, like the Amy Schumers of the world. They got mm -hmm. huge being edgy and saying completely jokes now that if I said them, they call me racist, racial jokes, gay jokes. She made all these jokes that were brutal and funny yeah. because at the time Anthony Jeselnik was dating her and writing for her. But anyway, um, <laughs> then then the moment that she got woke, 
that's fine. You're allowed to do that. But then what they do is Sarah Silverman's guilty of this, too. They close the door behind them and go, but you can't do it. You can't come up the way I came up. You can't tell the jokes I did. So then then it's like, oh, so they get a grandfather pass and new comics aren't allowed anymore. Right. And and he said even his quote that there wasn't any malice in it. And yeah. people back then, and I would still argue people today can, they just a lot of them choose not to make a differentiation between uh, jokes made um, with malice versus ones that are just poking fun. Yep. It's like you're not allowed to make fun of the protected class. And it reminds me of that quote from Robert Hughes, which we'll pull that up maybe a little bit, uh, Carrie, the one we read on our first episode. Okay. Uh, I said that's a great quote, but uh, just want to read a couple, just a couple more paragraphs here. Uh, so what I remember, it was very generational he, uh, generational, he added. The younger gay community endorsed us, and the older, more conservative community was like, you don't talk about that. Ivory Wayne's disagreed slightly. I think that the sketch could be done today, he said. I think we that we have more information about gay culture, so maybe we can make it even funnier. But like David said, the whole intent of the show was to include everybody. We thought everybody's going to laugh. He acknowledged that you can only be as good as the time period that you live in with the information that you have, however. I I actually I disagree with him. I mean, well, no, I do think you could do this today, but you 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 don't do this today by... Uh, using more information about gay culture, make it even funnier. I, I think what he means there is they would probably bring in some DEI consultant and some queer consultant. And the actors would be also probably be gay. Yes. I mean, that's the other thing that would be important. They would be like, well, you know, the last guy to get away with it really was the guy from Modern Family who just got in. You know, Eric Songstreet's not gay. The, the fatter gay guy that plays the fatter gay guy on Modern Family He's straight, and then the other okay. redhead, he's gay. But they, they, they. He was like, he got in right under the wire, right? Yeah. This is Modern Family's around twelve, thirteen years, so it was right before yeah. it woke. So you know, he played a gay guy. Um, but I think that's true, and you know, there'll be a consultant, and one of them would have to be trans, and one of them would have to be gay, and they yes. wouldn't be allowed to do it. And you know, remember when they got mad at Brian Cranston for playing a playing a. Uh, a quadriplegic, and he was like, "Well, you you need to get an actual." It's like, "No, you need Brian Cranston because you sell tickets." I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, here. yeah. Well, they don't. They've gotten to that crazy place where if you're a quote, if it's a quote unquote marginalized character, it must be played by someone who is in that exact group, um, but not the other way around. And and then also they they're doing comedy, they're doing writing by committee. I mean, that's what our late night show that I mentioned. We had a woke room, and so a lot of times it would devolve into, instead of joke writing, it would devolve into, is it punching up or punching down to tell a fat joke about Governor Christie? Because it's punching up because he's a governor, but it's punching down because he's fat and they're oppressed. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. That sounds like a nightmare. I would leave, too. That's insane. Right. How about punching shut up and just be funny? The number yeah. one rule, if you're doing a comedy show or being a comedian or doing a comedy podcast, really, or anything involving comedy, the one main rule is, is it funny? That's it. <laughs> you don't need the extra gobbledygook. Right. Well, I read the uh, Glad Report. It was from 2020, I think. I need to read this newest one. But in there, they talk about just what we were speaking about, um, about how if a character is trans, they need to be played by a trans person mm -hmm. because apparently there are certain idiosyncrasies that a 
quote-unquote cisgender person can't you know portray but in this they say that a trans person can play a straight character so, but I, they never acknowledged that. Wait, oh, how convenient! Idiosyncrasies for straight <laughs> cisgender people. Oh, well, how, how convenient is that? Wow, <laughs> really convenient for them. See, that's my point. There's the problem is, is that people don't understand that, regardless of what we talk about, you were talking about the early 90s. Like, we used to have like rules that we all played by, and we're like, look, as long as all of us play by these rules, we're gonna be fine, right? But now it's like, no, no, but like, you have these rules. But you have these rules. And you're like, no, forget it. I don't want to play your dumb game. It's you know what it's like arguing sometimes with a far right left with a far excuse me a, 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 a an extreme far leftist. For me, remember that game in Big Daddy? I win. It's like playing the I win game. They make up the rules as they go along with the cards, and they always win. You never stand a chance because no. they, they're going to stack the deck for whatever they for whatever they want. You know, trans women can do. Family, I even had a joke about that. I remember that one when like it was a trans woman walked into a bar. And she started smoking in there, and they go, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, you can't smoke in here." She goes, "I'm trans." You go, "I'm sorry. Do whatever you want all the time." <laughs> I like that joke because yeah. I was going to say, "I'm sorry, sir." <laughs> Do whatever you want all the time if you want. It's fine. You guys watch this show? I I don't know if it's still on. I watch things when they're kind of old. Good Girls. This is my junk TV lately because there's uh -oh. so many seasons of it. Um, it has that actress from Mad TV in it, the really pretty one with red hair, big bosom. Anyway, it's a in the show they have a they have a character as a child who's trans, uh, and it's a, a it's a the character's biological girl who's become a boy, and in middle school or high school, and they make a huge deal about it because I was looking up on online they make a huge deal about the fact that they were specifically like we're going to find a trans actor to play this role. We can't have him or her or what we can't, it can't be a cis person. It must be someone who they themselves is trans. And so just to really reiterate your point. Yeah, no, um, of course that's what they have to do. I mean, it's, it's, they, they, everything is offensive. Everything is a problem. And that's why, why do you think nothing's funny anymore? Why do you think we're doing a show on in living color right now? Because there hasn't been something funny since around that time period. If you think yeah. about it, it's just, you're not allowed. You're just not allowed to be funny anymore. You're not allowed to be edgy. And I, and I think the funny part is, you know, you brought up earlier, which was a great point. Like, you know, back in the 90s, the censorship was like rap music. And it was, you know, and it was the Christian moms against rap music and parental mm -hmm. advisory. And as a kid, I'm like, you nerds, stop being nerds. <laughs> but now it's the opposite. It's the complete, like, you know, polar opposite, which is like, man, let people say whatever they want. Stop being stupid and shut up. Don't tell me what to do. And now it's like, oh, do we have a disinformation board that was actually shamed out of existence by, <laughs> by disinformation, which is hilarious to me, by the way. <laughs> That's the one thing you were supposed to stop. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Sorry, I don't mean to rail. No, no. I thought that I saw that news today that the disinformation board, the uh, what do they call her? The show tunes tyrant. Yes. She's she's been uh, laughed out of town. And I couldn't help but think of the song from uh, The Sound of Music. Goodbye, farewell. farewell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but what, anyway, Living Color is awesome. I think it's the point I was trying to make. Jennifer Lopez came out of there. She was Jennifer a Jennifer Lopez, fry girl. That's yep. right. Yeah, Before she got a permanent tan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a permanent tan and a lot of work. Um, yep. Yep. Rosie Perez did the uh, choreography for that. 
Oh, that's right. You know, I forgot about that, right? Wasn't Jamie Foxx the DJ for a little while? Uh, Sean Wayne's was. Sean Wayne's, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Jamie Foxx was on Unliving Color. Am I correct by saying that? Yeah, he was the third season. Third season. Off. Okay, that's oh. what it was. I do. Re- I don't remember in the first couple. I, I want. I was. Yeah, I remember Jamie Foxx. Um, I. I. Man, that show had so many amazing things. Jim Carrey is something we haven't even brought up really that much. Jim Carrey. I mean, let's be honest. Jim Carrey yeah. was such a breakout star in that in that show. I mean. You know the, the the movie deals and everything he got from Fire Marshal Bill is amazing. Him playing the female bodybuilder, yeah. you <laughs> never <laughs> let that happen. I love the Reverend, the the the, the yes. televangelist when he plays. Yes, oh, I remember that too. <laughs> it's great. It's it's funny because like I guess. Uh, he started getting offers for movies towards the end of Living Color. Keenan Lyman Wayne's kind of left the show because Fox was exerting too much creative control over it. And so the shows just started to suck in the writing. And uh, as uh, Jim Carrey was getting more roles, uh, David Alley Greer was making fun of him. Other people were making fun of him because uh, I guess his first movie was Ace Ventura. And David Alley Greer would make fun of him, like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a big movie star in Ace Ventura. And it's like, well, yeah. little did you know. That yeah. it, it blew up. I mean, to, I'm telling you, man. I, I, again, it was, it was, it was a cool TV show is the one that everybody had to watch. And again, man, we, we were just talking before the show about the two prisoners, that, the, the one when the prisoner that talks like Malcolm X, like it, it was just these, these, these self-aware, yes. <laughs> self-aware make fun of themselves. And it was great. Yeah. It's like, you know, you have to respect everything about me. I'm a perfect little angel. I'm like, all right, you're burning down his factory, but okay, I guess. And that's what I, another thing I loved about the show because, yeah, they make uh, skits where they make fun of like white people are, you know, about racism or something, but they'd also make fun of like the darker uh, aspects of, you know, black society. I was watching before this uh, show, I was watching a clip of the uh, Homeboy Shopping Network and this whole segment on there where they're telling how people can uh, scam the food stamp. <laughs> and, get, and, and become like super rich off of it and just stuff like that it was just it's it, it was funny Pete, they're poking fun at you know blacks just like i was saying earlier spike lee didn't like that like you can't make fun of blacks we're marginalized people it's like yeah it yeah. says the guy with lakers floor seat or nick's floor seats okay right. but sure but it's funny but then i then, then they remember me speaking making fun of white people when jim carrey was playing snow when he making fun of that song informer yes imposter <laughs> it was so funny it was so funny <laughs> I, or when he was or jim carrey was making fun of vanilla ice and he was trying vanilla to do the, ice, work yeah. and the black guys had to help him dance <laughs> it, was so, it was so good <laughs> okay okay i've got one here for you we're gonna put uh, up let's see if we if this does come down, that's okay. It's, it's worth not, it. It's worth it to right. watch and laugh. In living color, you'll be fine. Good evening, <laughs> the Justice Legions of America. As you all know, the Justice Legion recently settled an affirmative action suit brought against it by the United States. Apparently, it was dubbed that the Legion's membership has shown a discriminatory preference for <laughs> white men and incredibly dutiful white women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they only knew. Without denying or admitting our guilt, <laughs> for 
present our newest members. Please welcome our first Jewish superhero, <laughs> Beard Man. <laughs> 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 See, you could never do this today. No. <laughs> well, well Bravo. Bravo. First Oriental. Oriental. Look at him. Look at him. The woman who originally brought the suit against us. Angry woman. The world's only black feminist lesbian superhero. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, I have to pause again. There's so many gems in this. The woman who originally brought the suit against us. <laughs> still gets to work there. <laughs> Can I tell you something? All the future. Wow, yeah. talk about seeing exactly, dude. Talk about seeing the future, man. Yes. <laughs> if they could only see it now. <laughs> this is amazing. I love Let's this. give a warm Justice League welcome. For the newest handicapped superhero, Handyman! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a man of few words. <laughs> and I'd like to say to all those who never believed in the power of the handicap, there's a new sheriff. He wipes the drool off. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a giant handicap sign. Hey, oh, that's amazing. I love to stay in chat. I love how he jumps out the window. I'll be back. <laughs> and then he flies. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. God, that's so well done. Oh, that's right. The handicapped bathroom. Sorry. We can't watch oh. the attacker. So I, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Sorry, I got into the show. I told you so good. It's so good. You guys have to watch the end of, of it on your own because he he goes to help the guy in the in the what is it? There's somebody using the handicapped bathroom who shouldn't who isn't be handicapped. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> he beats him up and then he handicaps the guy and then the guy comes back handicapped. To you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Hey it's Royce, do, do you think that uh, the movie Blank Man was originally supposed to be Handyman? Yes, I've always thought that. By yeah. the way, Blank Man, great movie, underrated. I love the movie. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, Blank Man better than Meteor Man. Uh, <laughs> it's not saying much, but yeah. <laughs> nah, I know. Very good point. But uh, yeah, you know what? I think so. I think that the movie theaters just didn't have the balls again to go like, right. hey, we can't make an entire movie about a guy. <laughs> like, I Look, even, even for back then, I can imagine movie theaters like, you can't do it like this for two hours. Although now with the multiverse, we might cross over. You never yeah. know, bud. Yeah. <laughs> That was the camp. Spoiler alert! That was the, that was the cameo in the new Doctor Strange. It was Handyman. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I know, right? Pay money to see that. Jay Fort, thank you, sir. Gives a super chat and says this was a welcome surprise. The topic of the night and voice. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you, sir. Much and then someone scolded me. Where is that? Oh, there it is. Bungalow Logic says, Carrie, please stop saying you can never do this today because the only way this stops is when we go back to this as normalized. It's true, but you could never do this today. And by the way, Mr. Hmm. Bungalow, that's mansplaining, sir. <laughs> Sorry, Actually, I'm trying to see how woke it is. Uh, but you're right. You're right. We have to stop saying. I mean, the thing is, this isn't selling. You couldn't sell. It would be very hard to well, sell. Well, okay, right now. I will agree. Marketing it would be very difficult. That that I agree with. That being said, can you do it? Yes. But then yeah. again, if enough people start doing it, enough people start making money on their own. Louis yeah. CK has been selling his own stuff on his own website now, too. If you notice that, he's like, I'll just do it on my own. I don't need you, you know? Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, they also go after people's payment processors now. So, I mean, well, no matter I, what you do. I think that, so today I talked a little bit to Christian Toto. Do you know who he is, Royce? No, I don't. Uh, he He's an entertainment writer who happens to be conservative. There are not a lot of them. And he was asking me about this new story about Netflix. It was in the news that Netflix is going to start. Um, they, they've just introduced for all their employees, this new clause, this new free speech clause, where they said they're going to try, basically they're going to, they're going to have to try and show alternative points of view sometimes on their network. And if you as an employer are not comfortable with this, like you don't have to work there. And he was asking me, do you think this is a turning point? And I was like, well, it kind of sounds to me like, it's actually because they probably want to keep doing specials with Dave Chappelle and they have to protect themselves. That but. is that is part of it. But also, you know, they, they lost subscribers for the first time ever. Um, it was a lot. It was enough. And today, as of today, Netflix had to fire 150 people. Um, wow. Yeah. So and, and I think it's all correlated. I think what's happening is it's that look, I, I think this woke stuff's not selling like it used to. You know, I, I think that you could do it so much and you could even pepper it into things. And for the most part, people are like eh, whatever one stupid will come and I don't care. But when you when you start making all your shows that people start going like, all right, what am I paying for Netflix for? First off, you guys, NBC took all the shows that I used to watch on Netflix anyway, like yeah. the office and stuff. I'll go just watch it on, on Peacock now. Um, and what are what are they providing now except documentaries on how white people are bad? So I get yeah. it, but I don't want to watch that. Yeah. I think like uh, having Trump like not in office, I think it's kind of refocus a lot of people's attention because there were a lot of people on the left who weren't far left, but they were so obsessed with Trump that they weren't really paying attention to like the far left or they didn't want to like punch left. And now that he's not in office, I think now they're starting to see, oh, crap. <laughs> like they're starting to see like how crazy and destructive it is because I'm seeing a lot of people who are like pretty left coming out and saying yeah i'm not down with this stuff it's going too far you know even if they agree with some aspects of it they tend to admit that yeah this is bill maher being done is bill maher yeah bill maher's been having an existential meltdown the past yeah. year like and and you know the two th the way i look at it is two things well that's nice to hear don't get me wrong because i think bill maher is 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 a, a 80s 90s liberal which is very different than today and but the other side of that is it's like okay i get it but you let this happen, right? You, you, you're one of the old guard, right? This happened under your watch, and it wasn't until a year ago that you started, honest, started like fighting back, going, "This is getting ridiculous." But when I, when we were telling you it's gonna come here, they're gonna come after you. Everyone's like, "Not me, I'm too virtuous." And then I go, "Well, there yeah. you go, now they're eating you." See, you happy now? Yeah. <laughs> and see, that's why I say, like, 
all this stuff when people are acting outraged, like they secretly find this stuff funny, but they're afraid to say it because so many people where they, you know, come out and chastise someone for, you know, not being woke enough, whatever. When people go through their Twitter timeline, they find these uh, old tweets of them talking about, like, making fun of gay jokes, like Joy Reid and, you know, mm. she was retarded, her. Her. Joy Reid. That's, oh, her. that's right. Those Russian hackers. Yeah, the Russian hackers took over and made her <laughs> anti-Semitic and homophobic. It was the Russian <laughs> hackers that did that. <laughs> that would be a fun scare, like uh, about Vladimir Putin sitting like, yes, we must uh, frame Julie Reed. He's setting we'll up a Joy Reed profile. Julie <laughs> Reed. What should I use as my profile picture? And then Putin's just typing from Joy Reed. He's just typing like, LOL, gay people are stupid. I got her. They're going to fall for this. Everything's a joke. Everything's a joke. And that and that's what's, that's what's funny about this is like, um, I, I think it's not profitable. I, I think that it's not the money-making thing that it used to be. I think that everybody got, like you said, a lot of other no, what I like to call normie or even, you know, center-left people are going like, um, okay, wait a second. We can't do anything anymore? And it's like, the problem is, is that this isn't something that we all agreed on was the right thing to do. The problem is now it's like, this is why, and I, this sells tinfoil hattie, right? But the reason why I'm, I'm one of those big proponents of people are like, we need to make no, people can't be anonymous on the internet. I'm like, they have to be. Because if, because what's next? You you can't be anonymous and then you're going to get fired for liking a racy tweet or, yeah. or for watching the wrong, you know, wrong video online. And that's, that's, that's where it's like, you need anonymity because that's the only way things, you know, that's why there's things that are huge and famous but nobody will talk about them publicly because they're afraid to. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I, I don't know. I've, I, I understand why some of the people are saying what they're saying about being anonymous on the internet. I definitely think that when you own up to who you are and you put your name with something, you're more thoughtful about what you're going to say. So I, I agree with that, but I also agree that people have to be able to protect. We do live in a very censorious culture right now and people have to be able to protect their livelihoods. Um, and and so I don't I don't know why that's such an either or thing. When I see people talking about it on Twitter, it's always like pick well, one, and I'm like, eh. well, I don't. Well, here's my <laughs> thing though. I I listen. I I'm with you. I wish we lived in a place where people didn't have to be anonymous to say what they wanted. But unfortunately, since we're not, yeah. what options do you have? I mean, I have my name out there. I know who I am. You know, I mean, people know who I am, and that's fine. But there's a lot of people. But you know, I work for myself. What are you gonna do to me? You know. Yeah. But there's other people out there that you know go to nine to five job every day, and they might work for a corporation that's super woke, and they they should also be allowed to talk. Exactly. They should also <laughs> be allowed to talk, right? They should also be allowed to say what they believe. They should all, but you're not. You know, remember those people that were they were trying to fire people for having like Trump stickers on their car at the parking lot yeah. of a corporation, like. That's why people are anonymous, and that's why people get radicalized. These people go like, you know, Biden's all like, oh, these people are getting radicalized. I'm like, yeah, because you made them sit in their home for two years, yeah. and all they all they had was the internet. What do you think's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and you told them they couldn't go to work. Yeah, but the yeah. government got really authoritarian, and then you're like, what's happening to people? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then on top of all that, they go, and also you can't make any gay jokes on the internet. So you don't yeah. have you don't get that either anymore either. You have nothing. They used to give us bread and circus. Now they give us this misery and depression. <laughs> and so you, you're lucky to have a job, loser. Yeah. Right. I guess. Thanks. Thank you. Watch another. What's her name? The comedian that that a lot of anti woke people don't like. 
uh, Hannah Gatsby. Nanette. Yeah. Nanette. Nanette. Yeah. I did watch Nanette. Mm, it's not really stand up. It is. It's more of a one woman show. There are some humorous moments, but yeah, I understand why there's all the criticism. It's not like it's not a, a, a riotously funny stand up comedy show. You know, it's more I like just, go to the theater. Spoken word. Mm hmm. More like spoken word. I get it. I mean, that's not for me because I like, you know, comedy. But, you right. know, to every, to, hey, man, to each your own. If you want to be scolded by a woman for, for an hour, man, you know, Netflix is there. <laughs> this is why you're bad. Okay, I've got another one queued up, Chris. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. There's a weird ad on the right. It's creeping me out. I don't know how to get rid of it. Just leave it there. <laughs> 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 gotta see we'll just leave it there. It's fine. <clears throat> yes. First off, the fact that it's a clown with a bald spot is just so good. That, 
Uh, so, Royce, did you know that they based that um Paul Mooney? Really? Do you know what? I didn't know that, but man, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, because he hates white people. He's just angry all the time. <laughs> you want me to degrade myself? That, that sounds like something you would do. Yep. Oh, yeah. God, that's so funny. <laughs> I, I had never heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Mooney. If you don't mind, I'm going to read a couple of these real quick. Let's see. Leland, thank you, sir. Gave us a super chat and says, I watched the In Loving Color Super Bowl halftime special with about oh, yeah. 20 friends in my dorm. It was epic and fun and sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> and not <What>? Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> Today it would be Pfizer. Let's uh, see. By Pfizer. <laughs> Mondo. Thank you. Mondo says, I love that you guys are talking about this classic TV show. Also, love your hat, Carrie. Thanks, Wando. Oh, I have a funny story I can tell you. I went to the gas station to get a Red Bull. I know it's late, but when I do a late show, I kind of have to have one because I get tired. And there are these two older black guys in in, uh, in the shop, and I was checking out, and then one of them was asking a question. I thought he was talking to the cashier. He was like, uh, I thought he was saying, are there any Oreos around? And, uh, and he said it two or three times, and then he got stepped close to me, and I realized he was saying, is there a rodeo in town? Because I was, and I was like, oh, oh, you're talking to me because of the hat. And he was like, yeah, is there a rodeo? And I told him, I said, no, I thought you were saying that there are Oreos around. And I like Oreos. And then the the two black guys, and the one guy goes, we got an Oreo right here. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> it was just one of those. The conversation just kept it just evolved perfectly to be like ah I have to get out of here. It reminds me of the uh, brothers <laughs> brothers skit on uh, on um, in Living Color where Damon Wayans and Kim Nyman Wayans are these like Oreos these two white black guys that sing songs about how <laughs> how much they love whiteness. I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. What's fun. that one called? Just the brothers brothers. Black Malice this is the last one. Black Malice says, Carrie, glad that you have Mr. Lopez on again. Two things. One, don't have him in another trivia contest. He's not very good. Hey! Hey! Come on! <laughs> it's true. I'm really bad at that. Second, use influence to have Royce on Friday Tights. Be great. Have you ever been on that show? No, I haven't. Fun. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Do you like up. those I'll guys? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have no cool. problem anybody. They're so Please. fun. Yeah. Sounds I like fun. I want to come on your. Um, I want to come on Revenge of the Sith. Yes, uh, well, so very. So this week we we have Harrison on this week, but yeah, next week let's get you on. That'll be fun. Cool. Uh, I think I got them all. Thank you guys. One of the okay. things I, I think it was great about and Living Color was that it was on Fox because if it had been on like say HBO, I think they would have they wouldn't be able to resist more you know shock jokes and raunchy kind of stuff. Fox so did comedy for a while too, you know. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, they were the edgy channel. You know, The Simpsons back when that was controversial. Married with Children. Married with Children. Yeah, that one was huge. Cops. And, yeah, like, and like yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, that's a really Fox. Really was like when when everything was still kind of like that typical sitcom laugh track stuff. Fox came in and were like, let's do something a little edgy, a little different. And not that they didn't have a laugh track and stuff too, but their, their content was like. The Simpsons would have never been around if it wasn't for Fox. You said Mary Joe's definitely not in Living Color. I mean, mm -hmm. who's going to take a chance on In Living Color if not a new network? You know, mm -hmm. the old networks wanted you know your your typical SNL and and your typical late night TV show host. Yeah, yeah. And Fox had Arsenio too. There's another one that they oh, took God. a chance. 
Arsenio was like another. Uh, that was another show that for a small window was the coolest show on TV. Remember Bill Clinton playing the saxophone on Arsenio? A lot of people say help him win. Yeah, because <laughs> it you, humanized them. Do you guys remember when Arsenio went off on? Uh, there was a gay rights activist in the audience who started mm -hmm. yelling at him. Do you remember this? Yep, yeah. I played it on Daywave. It's great. Oh, maybe that's where I saw it. Yeah. Maybe I saw it on your show. It was uh, so good. Yeah, no, but it was Revenge of the Sis where I played it. Yeah, he goes on. He goes on the show and like this this gay rights activist is yelling at him because he was making some jokes and man, he laid into him. He goes, "I'm not going after your people. I'm making jokes." Like it was really like you know, going after him hard. Um, and uh, at the end, the guy kind of just shut up. Can we watch but, that? Uh, I, yeah, I you could definitely watch it. I've watched it on, and I didn't get to have a problem. If you find it, I could probably find okay. it. Okay. I think I got it right here. If you guys are cool, <clears throat> I, know it's, I know it's not in Living Color, but this was around the same time. And it's sort of similar because the guy was basically saying, don't make fun of gay people. You know, yeah. don't do anything that's, don't don't be inclusive, essentially. You should do one of these shows on, on, on Arsenio Hall. I'd be on for that, too. That's another good one to really delve into, like, the kind of chances that they took on him was pretty yeah. huge. Yeah. Should I not play it then? No, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm okay. it's your guys' show. I'm just here to, <laughs> yeah. fart, I'm just here to fart around. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm going to do it, Chris. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, my God. It was so funny, so funny. <laughs> Can we turned up at all? Huh? Uh, is it too hard to hear? It's a little it's very, low. It's very low. That's okay. Let's stop. Okay. Uh, we can save it. We'll do an Arsenio Hall episode. Cool. Sorry, that one was just very low. But you guys don't have to wait for that. You can go find the Arsenio Hall stands his ground against gay protester, and it's it, it's really amazing to watch. It's very cool to see. Living Color did an Arsenio skit, uh, which Arsenio Hall did not like because he seemed very sensitive. They were making fun of him. They made his fingers really long. Very long. Gave him a big butt. Yeah. yeah, they gave him a really big butt, and they made his fingers really long. It was, man, it was hilarious. Man, I haven't thought of that skit in forever, and I really <laughs> know exactly what you're talking about. It used to scare me because how weird. Arsenio Hall did get kind of. Um, who was looking uh, here? I, here, I found it. If you, I mean, if you want to play, yeah, if you want to play it, Good one? okay, yeah. yeah so this is the Arsenio Hall when you're talking about on Living Color. Here, I'll, I'll just send it on Twitter. Uh, there you go. Um, it's <clears throat> it's it's so good. <laughs> what were some of the other controversies that you remember around the show, Chris, while I'm pulling this up? Or was uh, it pretty? Was it pretty much just glad making a big stink? Yeah, it was that. Um, when we talked about Fire Marsh Bill. Uh, what other ones did they talk about? I think it was yeah, mainly the gay stuff. Of course, some of the black stuff. Yeah, it's mainly those. Fire Marshal Bill is the funniest one to me because that's not really a marginalized community that we think about. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sure. I can't imagine that firemen, these tough dudes, are really that mad about it if you think about it. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, most of them cared. I can't yeah. imagine if one of those big, tough firemen be like, that's kind of offensive. <laughs> oh, they did do a uh, skit that I don't I don't even know if it aired. Maybe it aired, but it's been banned since, where it was like a date rape 
one where uh, Keenan Ivory Wayne plays Billy D. Williams, and he's trying to like <laughs> slip something with some Colt forty-five and like some woman's drink. It's and pretty it, dark. Better than Bill Cosby, it would have been perfect. There's a Bill Cosby one. It's not quite like you know, obviously making fun of that stuff because that was before then. But Jamie Foxx played Bill Cosby, and he's he's talking about Cosby condoms. Yeah. You gotta use your Cosby condoms. Before you put your spoon in the pudding. No. Well, I was reading in one of the articles about sketches that they didn't get to do because they were so out there. And one was, uh, oh, gosh, make a dead kid's wish. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. First off, that one, I was thinking about it. That could be very funny if done right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And they even filmed a sketch for it, and it was just considered too, just too God, wrong. Was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let's see hit play on this one. This is the Arsenio Hall one. I don't think I've seen this yeah. one. It's the Arsenio Hall Show. Arsenio Hall. And here's Eddie Murphy's best friend. And don't you forget it. Arsenio. That's a good joke because he had him in Coming to America and he was mm. friend. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. What a dig. Eddie Murphy's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest Wayne's brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the fingers. It's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his butt. Look at his butt. The <laughs> <laughs> dog pound. <laughs> it is butt. <laughs> it's so funny. I just have to pause. It's so funny. This would make him mad. I mean, you're a comedian. You should be able to take somebody poking fun of you. It's yeah, like it wasn't even that mean. No, <laughs> he does have long fingers and a big butt. <laughs> yeah. Now, I couldn't begin the show without introducing a very good friend of mine. Stopped in tonight. We are hanging out at the China Club last night. A real party animal. Won't you please give it up for my main man, Pope John Paul. <laughs> 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 By the way, that's a really good Arsenio Hall impression. He's <laughs> We got a great show. So, with no more as mayor of Washington, D.C., would you please give it up for a very good friend of mine, Marion Barry. How do people forget about him? Yeah! Do that? The crack smoking mayor. He got reelected after getting caught uh, smoking crack. crack. I 
I have a question. This is maybe stupid. Is this actor or those are his fingers that long or is that a prosthetic? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 yeah. Long fingers. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's, let's get right into it. Now, you're in the press a lot lately. You have beautiful women inviting you to hotels. <laughs> People following you everywhere you go. What's it like to be a sex symbol? I do consider myself a man who's been wrongly accused of a crime. And I'm here on video smoking crack. All charges against me are false. There's been no proof of any wrongdoing on my part. Hey, you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop it there so we don't get in trouble. Well, play good. the whole thing. <laughs> Saturday uh, Live also did a lot of good Arsenio skits. They had Carcinio. It was like a, uh, uh, which call it was, I'm going to blink on his name. Um, Dana Carvey playing um, uh, uh, Car- Johnny Carson, but as Arsenio. So he has like a high top fade. And he has a, <laughs> like a red, like big suit. <laughs> so good. Man, oh man, that that that's that's great. You know what was funny is uh, something else that I don't think a living color gets enough credit for, even even in comparison to SNL, even Mad TV. Their sets were really good sets. Like, mm-hmm. did you see they re, they redid the entire Arsenio Hall set in their thing? You know, that's mm-hmm. impressive to me. Um, uh, all of their all of their skits had really good sets for for the for the time, especially. Yeah, that was really good. I even like the uh, set that the Fly Girls dance on. Yeah, well, and I really like the Fly Girls. If we're gonna yeah. go, there. yeah, you know, J Lo, <laughs> you know, is the only one holding up, but still pretty cool. <laughs> Not bad, one out of fifty. Uh, just a quick chat that I saw go by. Look at this. Wicked says Carrie has a great sense of humor. I don't understand why what they're showing is funny. <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> oh no, Com- no, but comedy is subjective. You, we're not all gonna laugh at the same thing, guys. I mean. My favorite sketches so far that we played were the Johnny Abdul. If you don't think that's funny, you're wrong. Johnny Abdul's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you cannot not think that's funny. That's not subjective. No, 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 no. I, you might. I'll say it. I'll be the. I'll be the bad guy. That is objectively funny. I don't. I, that is not subjective anymore. I think a lot of the thing might be age. Don't you? I, sometimes it happens with me. I'm sure it happens with you. Where, where some of the some of the new, newer listeners are are much younger and. Yeah they don't understand what the joke was about at the time and why it's funny. And I can't imagine you could ask a 25 year who Marion Barry is. And they're going to know, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. This one we just watched, this is contextual sort of, if we were watching it back then, we probably would have been laughing more because there probably would have been like Arsenio would be on the air. We'd be seeing him all the time and there'd be more mannerisms that we would pick up on and things like the long fingers, which I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, so you'd be dying laughing. And the big butt. Yeah. But, but but it's so it's 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 um it's funny too because the thing about this wow a sketch show making fun of a of a democrat you know a politician mm-hmm. that would never happen today but if you look back the every late night show used to make fun of everybody it wasn't just like well we're gonna make fun of bush all the time it's like they made fun of al gore a lot too one of the what i still do this to this day the whole lockbox al gore mm-hmm. thing to me was you know very funny they don't do that anymore now now it's just you know orange mad bad and now desantis yeah. is the new target and it's just aggressive 
Yeah, yeah. and Living Color had some uh, funny skits. They made fun of uh, Al Sharpton, and they had a skit. You remember a skit with Al Sharpton and Louis Farrakhan? And it was off of that, uh, what was that 50s um, thing where it's like, who's on first type thing? Oh, Abbott and Costello. <laughs> yeah, Abbott and Costello. Yeah, they're making fun of that. <laughs> with yes. too. Uh, there was one where Keenan Waynes plays um, Jesse Jackson, and he's like running for president. And it's it was really funny. It's like they actually made fun of the so self-professed black leaders, leaders of the black community. And it was it was it was fun. that's again like you know I, I I stand by this. I think one of the last funny people left on SNL is Keenan. I think Keenan is actually a very funny guy. When oh, he's yeah. really funny. Like you mentioned Al Sharpton. That's what made me think of like Keenan's Al Sharpton <laughs> impression. I mean, when doing the hosting the MSNBC show is so funny. <laughs> right. Well, the Republicans try to blueberry steal our pie. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. <laughs> There's some people like that that almost whatever they do, they, he's one of those guys that just has that joyful comedy spirit. Yes. I mean, exactly. I just you just see his face, whether it's in uh what was that Tom Hanks, David S. Pumpkin? Whether he's in David S. Pumpkins <laughs> or he's in What's Up with That, he's mm. always got that fun joy. And yeah, I love him. I think it's like Will Forte for me. Will, Will Forte Will just like Forte. doing that goofy smile just cracks me up. Will Forte is hilarious. I think Will Forte is one of the funniest people. And I think if you like Will Forte, you should watch Clone High if you haven't. Okay, Clone High. All right. Yeah. It's. I mean, that was one. That's the first show that got him his like his SAG card because he never had one. Uh, Will Forte was was working. I was friends with Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who I've interviewed Phil Lord. They're the one that did 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, and all that. I love those movies. Yeah, they're great. But their first show was on MTV. Remember MTV for like a couple of years was trying to do cartoons. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, there was a show called Clone High. I mean, the cast was amazing. Uh, Phil Forte, basically the premise of the show, and it's holds those up today, by the way. But the premise of the show is very simple. It was uh, they, this, there's this city where they cloned a bunch of famous people, but they all go to high school because they age normally. So it's like a high school JFK going to school with a high school Abraham Lincoln who's voiced by Will Forte, uh, high school Cleopatra. But it's like all it's making fun of like the Dawson Creeks, all those CW, WB yeah, shows. Yeah. But it's with it's with these historical figures and it is really holds up and it's great. If you like it, I suggest you watch it. I think all the episodes are on YouTube. OK, hmm. I'll check it out. I've got so many things now just from doing shows and interviewing people and talking to people. I've got so many good recommendations now, so I don't have to just keep watching old things. So thank you. Um, yes. Do you want to see any other sketches? Uh, br bring up the Oswald Bates one. Okay. I know this is the guy in prison, right? Yes. This is the guy who uh, uses words he doesn't understand. Kind of like Michael Eric Dyson. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I think I sent you this video, one of the videos, uh, after uh, Michael Eric Dyson debated Jordan Peterson. He's just saying his word salad. So you're not saying you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. Okay. Um, if this one's too low to hear, just let me know. Uh, All right. Let's see. also wearing one of those african hats i forget what they're called i brought one of those back from tanzania uh the ones that the you wear it outside wear. Do, do they yell at you if you wear it here like i'm just wondering how mad people get like <laughs> i could just imagine why carrie walking out of the street going like i'm like them and they're like what did she just say to me <laughs> 
I wear whatever hat I want. <laughs> you leave me alone. <laughs> I'm a strong, independent woman. Uh, what we really want to do, Royce, we have lots of comedy sketch ideas. We want to do one with Mystery Chris walking down Wook Congress in uh, Austin. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sure. Walk down Woke. What is it? Congress Boulevard? I forget what it's called. Mm -hmm. Congress Avenue? Anyway, he's going to wear a dashiki and a MAGA hat. And we're going to play, we're going to set it to like the uh, Staying Alive, the Bee Gees. And we're going to, do you remember that video? Uh, the Bee Gees? Yeah, when they're walking? Uh, the, the, uh, the Bee Gees video? Uh, yes. Yeah, Staying Alive. Staying Alive. alive. Okay. Yeah. And it's them in all these like posing and they're just walking in there in abandoned buildings. But we're going to have Mystery Chris just walking to that song. And then we're just going to get reactions because don't you think, how did you set this up to me, Chris? Uh, yeah. I'd just be wearing the dashiki and the manga and just waving it. to people. And they want to be called me like a racist, but then they'd be like, wait, I, no, I'm the racist. No, I, and their heads would explode. <laughs> oh man. Do you remember Ari Shapiro? Ari Shapiro used to do the amazing racist skits. Like, no, I didn't see that. This is stuff that he's trying to make disappear from the internet. Not because, <laughs> not because I, he, I don't think he cares actually, knowing him, but uh, it was he used to do these skits called The Amazing Racist, right? Where he would go, he went to like a black neighborhood, and this is I wonder if you can find him. He went to a black neighborhood and he went to a, a dry cleaner in a black neighborhood and he tried to get them to dry clean his clan outfit. I swear to God. <laughs> and, <laughs> It was just him going, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> it was so funny. So, so funny. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. The best of Oswald Bates. <laughs> First of all, we must internalize the flatulation of the man. <laughs> <laughs> I love this of the Indonesian proximity in order to further segregate the crux of my venereal infection. <laughs> <laughs> I may retain my liquids here. I'd like to continue the redundance of my quote unquote intestinal tract <laughs> because to preclude on the issue of world domination would only circumvent Excuse me, circumcise revelation <laughs> that reflects the aphrodisiac symptoms, which now perpetrates the Jericho's activation. <laughs> so, by do not misinterpret. Okay, hold on. Mm -hmm. You are so right. I remember this now. You sent me this after we watched a Michael Eric Dyson speech. And it is, it's spot on. I don't know why this character's <laughs> not out there. Like, we should be sharing this more often every time. These these academics open their mouths. <laughs> the United Negro Scholarship Fund. Allow me to expose my colon once again. <laughs> inflicted on the incision placed within the fallopian cavities serves to be holistic, taken from the Latin word jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your butts in school. That I feel never justifies itself. There's always the pungent odor of life's 
constipation that surreptitiously conflicts <laughs> with the detrimental instability in the two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? <laughs> Excuse me. Condoms <laughs> the squalor of profanity regurgitating over and over again. Here, let me digress my bowels for a minute. <laughs> to the front, the nondescript hermit. So let's do not be persecuted. By the pompous fedora, balanced by the equilibrium, fortified by the government's inability to eradicate or foreshadow, taken from the Hebrew word for skin. <laughs> Understand what you read. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's actually, it's like Judith Butler. It's like all those, uh, Marxist feminist people I had to read in college. They all wrote shit like that. It's just a, it, and, and if you read any academic papers today, these peer review papers, it's just a bunch of crap. It's just word salads. It's just a yeah. bunch of word salads that mean nothing and contradict themselves if you really start really paying attention. Yeah, it, it's like they, they all just pretend like they understand it, mm -hmm. but it's all garbage. But they just yeah. want to, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is really deep. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, they don't. Everyone's afraid to say, like, no, this is all nonsense. <laughs> because everyone's afraid to be called stupid. They don't want to be the guy who doesn't get it, you know? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, oh, yeah, of course I get it. Yeah. I heard somebody say once, and this is a serious aside, but this character is so funny because he's he's making fun of these kind of people. But um, I heard someone say once, it's like an intelligent person, like an intelligent person who – who wants to make sure that he's understood will make himself understood and make himself clear. And, and you'll notice in his speech, he goes out of, he'll go out of his way to make sure that nobody's left out. Even if they don't know a particular word, he'll define it. My pastor's like this. He has a very big vocabulary. He'll say a word and then define it right after if it's a large word, right? So that you're not left out. The, the purpose is to include everyone, but people who are putting up a front and pretending to be smarter than they are, they don't include, they'll purposefully just spout a bunch of words like this. And it's like, it's sort of a smoke screen. It's like uh, for people who, like you said, think, well, maybe I'm not smart enough to get it. And yep. I almost want to shake them and say, no, you are, that person's not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're not stupid. They are. <laughs> exactly. That's, nothing bothers me more than pseudo intellectual babble. Like exactly. it, it's, 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 it's this pseudo intellectual. I think I'm smarter than you talking down to people i'm like shut up you're not smarter than me because you know more words than me you moron I, that's yeah. what really bothers me the most like i i i hate i hate people that talk down to other people mm -hmm. and also uh you should never i was also you should never drop any names uh, jay moore taught me that <laughs> <laughs> oh i it took me a second <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. <laughs> uh, oh man! Thank you this, so much. I this feel, is super I feel fun. Like I laughed on this show more than I've laughed all week, man. Thank you. This was fun, man. I love doing this with you guys. This is great. Yeah, yeah this is great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. 
So we're just going to have to make our own version of In Living Color. <laughs> we'll do it in Austin. We'll start with that sketch, Mr. Chris. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I think go for it. I'm all for it. And if you stay alive by the end of that sketch, then we'll keep making them. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Did you know they tried to bring back In Living Color like a decade ago? They actually made a pilot. But apparently it was like so terrible. Fox didn't order it to series. Yeah, because again, it's lightning in a bottle, man. Yeah, it was the time frame. It's everything that was going on. It was the people involved, and like, how do you do that again? I mean, how do you do that, especially now? And the more time that goes by, the less chance you're gonna get something like that because now it'll be all be all empowered, you know, like Amber Ruffin screaming at you for being white, or you know, that's what it'll yeah. be now, you know. It's it's not going to be just people being funny. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of opportunities to have sketches that kind of reveal some deeper truth about society. Because we don't no, like the no. truth, apparently. <laughs> Instead, it'll be orange man bad, and yep. you know, we, we we pretend that all black people are totally cool with 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 li what Little Nas X is doing. That's one of my favorite ones. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we all love it," but like, no, we don't. You think LeBron, <laughs> you think LeBron's gonna go hang out with the gay cowboy? I doubt, uh, I doubt it. You know, Lil Nas X, man. I uh, he's a tryhard. Yeah, that video with him like sucking the devil's uh, tool. I, I just <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the right word. You can say penis. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of a little, a little demonic. Like, I've, I hate to be oh, that little, person in my I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, listen, Gary, I don't want to sound like an alt-right spurt here, but I would say that that was, you're right, you know what, a little bit uh, satanic, a little bit. Like, you have to read it between the lines. Before, it was like, look, man, they're burning effigies in the woods. You know, that's nuts. Yeah. And everyone's like, shut up, crazy. Now you're like, no, he's literally sucking. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm the crazy one. Okay, whatever. I'm out of here. I'm going to go watch a living color. Clips on YouTube. It's like uh, it's like the Great Reset. It's like all right out in the open. So people are like, oh, I can't, I can't be what it's about. Yeah. That's no, too can't really crazy be. for it to be real. <laughs> no way they would try that. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're making ads for it now. World Economic <laughs> Forum presents the Great Reset. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. Whatever, right. I guess. But I know, I know people are like, ah, but it's all out in the open, so it doesn't. Nah, they wouldn't tell us that if that's what they. That, but they are telling us that. Mm -hmm. that. That's how I thought about that video. It's so on the nose, demonic, that there's no interpretation needed. But so are the songs these days. I mean, I've talked about this before. And people in my chat will be like, oh, she's saying that. But I, I feel like they've lost all creativity when it comes to writing lyrics and making euphemisms about sex. They're just really clinical now. They're just like, you know, put your blank in my blank and then put this. And there's no, there's no uh, creativity to it. There's no double entendre it's just you it's know. not slick it's not slick and it's yeah. not it's not clever it's not it's i not mean, clever honestly, i don't really listen to a lot of new music anymore because the last new song i learned was like someone saying molly percocet over and over again a bunch of times so i mean i know that's a song but uh no, I, I mean look man i listen to yacht rock i listen to, like hollow notes i'm pretty much oh hollow notes that's my sweet spot kenny Loggins, little hollow notes <laughs> yeah. I, you know and look i like some rap too as a matter of fact i i used to love tupac i had the all eyes on me double cd um uh big big fan i was always i was a big fan of a tlc 
this is a little fun fact about Royce. You know the TLC song Waterfalls. I could sing uh, Lisa Left Eyes Lopez's entire rap part. Just to just <laughs> do it now. I don't want to brag. I don't want to <laughs> brag, but I can. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I can. Hey, Carrie, we'll be back up singing for you. Good. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> how does it go? See. I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms have come and gone. Even in the shade of it, I'm a God given grace. See, I can do all that. I'm not going to go. Anywhere. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, if you could go to, back to any time, like if, if you could go back to any decade of music and live there, which one would it be? Uh, I, I mean, 1999 is the peak year of life for everything. I, and that's just the truth. Um, I, you know, that was a perfect time for music. It was a perfect time for, I'm not even just music society in general. Like I think in the movie, the first matrix movie, they really nailed it when they go 1999 was the peak of humanity. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of was mm -hmm. everyone was still allowed to be funny, but we had some internet, not, you know, the barrage of internet we have now, but you know, it was you know, a little cooler. Everyone was still nice. Everyone was all still be allowed to joke around and make jokes, but then, you know, Limp Bizkit caused nine 11 and here we are. Uh, what would yours be, Chris? Uh, I'd say early 90s. 90s. I think with the music, uh, entertainment, uh, fashion, I, I think culture in general started to fall off in the late 90s. And we got to where we are now for a number of other reasons. But yeah, I, I think the there was a lot more cohesion throughout the culture. And things just were more... One is dark, nihilistic, and empty. Yeah. There still was substance in a lot of uh, forms of entertainment and things that are being produced back then. Oh, you mean like when Star Trek used to actually, you know, make you think about things morally instead of going like, "Whoa, white people bad." Okay, yeah. I guess. All right. Are, 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 lasers. Yeah. Are any of you watching? Well, I know Carrie's not, but uh, are you watching? Uh, Royce, are you watching uh, Strange New Worlds at all? No, I haven't even gotten into it because I'm so sad. It's sad. I, I saw that they had a scene in Strange New Worlds where they blamed the future falling apart on January 6th or implied it. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. I guess we're all bad guys now. I don't care anymore. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, it's it becomes demoralizing where you're like, all right, whatever, man. That's fine. But, you know, the problem is, and I say this, I say this a lot because I think it's important. They shot their load way too early because mm -hmm. the problem is once you start calling everybody a racist and a homophobe, at some point people go like, yeah, I don't care anymore what you say about me. I, right. I don't care. And then they're, the, by the way, they're the ones radicalizing people. Don't let them lie to you. They're radicalizing people because people yes. feel left out, people that feel normal, people that don't feel trans, people that think things that are kind of edgy or funny, they have to go to the dark corners of the air and they go, hey, how did you end up over there? Because you're not yeah. me here. The, I wanted to be on Twitter like you, but you told me to leave it. Yeah. And I'm in the cesspool that is Gab. And by the way, I keep meaning to bring this up. I've been trying, meaning to bring this up for like past five weeks. But uh, Carrie, when we did the SNL uh episode which youtube removed but when we did that i brought up this point about how uh snl still tries to portray like conservatives as being like cringe and like into like hyperbolic and like crazy stuff and like maybe some of that flew like in you know the 2010s like yeah there was some cringe from fox news and other stuff now but now that like a lot of like fox news stuff 
and I don't even watch it, but a lot of it's more uh, focusing on the culture war. Like a lot of that stuff is true. And so I was, I brought up a example, like I just made up this example off, off the top of my head. I was like, oh, you know, SNL would do some skit where they get like uh, Cicely Strong to be Judge uh, Janine and she'll say something like, uh, the liberals are making your kids gay or something like that. And I kid you not, the very show after we did that, they had the first skit they had Cecily Strong as Judge Janine saying those liberals of Florida are trying to make your kids gay. I was like, are, are they uh, listening to our show? It's not witty. It's not witty. <laughs> oh, it's, boring. It's not witty. It's the things I listened to some Norm MacDonald. Uh, well, not Norm MacDonald. There was David Spade talking about telling a Norm MacDonald story, which to tell you how far SNL has come, which was amazing. Um, they were doing they were doing another one. This is how long this has been going on, by the way. But they were doing another story about uh uh, Woody Allen, uh, you know, dating another girl, and they go, and here she is pictured, and it was that picture of the Asian girl that was like being the village was being napalmed behind her. Oh, no, and that, now they, they never aired it right because it was dark, but just to let you know what the but they did they did do it on a test show just to show you how close they were to airing it, and of course when they said it, the entire audience gasped or whatever. Here's another fun fact: every time you hear a gasping noise. That's like implanted into the SNL skit. It's from that skit that didn't air from Norm. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, for real. 100%. David Spade was talking about it. But, you know, and I get why they didn't air it, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, the things that they used to try, they used to try to subvert the expectations. But now, like you said, man, you could, pre I could predict the next 10 episodes of SNL because, yeah. So, okay, me guess DeSantis is going to wear a big suit and do this with his hands a lot and say, hey, it's gay people, right? Okay, cool. I got it. What's next? Handmaids. Have they done that already? They're going to do handmaids. That's so hard. I think they did. I think they <laughs> or they did something to that effect um, for the abortion thing recently. But that's the problem. Everyone's so cringe. Like, everyone, the left is like so cringe with stuff. It's like, so your only point of reference is a Hulu show, a bunch of crappy books, and Harry Potter. Like, that's it. That's, that's, all, that's all you know of life. You know, yeah. they always go, oh, yeah, Trump's like Voldemort. I'm like, really? Is it the only books you know? There's other books, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, finish your point. Alex. Well, I was going to say, um, the other thing is they don't they don't actually, I don't know if they've read Harry Potter or if they just watched the movies. I haven't read Harry Potter or watched the movies, but I have read Margaret Atwood, and the TV show gets it wrong, and they want to portray it as some woke dystopian novel and it's not it's actually we've been watching the dystopia unfold around us during the past two covid years and they're too blind by ideology to even see that it's happening and they haven't read the book so they don't know what they're talking about because they're just going off of some tv writer's interpretation so half the time when they're give, throwing out these references i've started to realize like when when trump was elected and they all started talking about i saw articles that said oh my gosh Trump was elected. People are buying copies of George Orwell's 1984 flying off the shelves. Well, apparently they didn't read it because then it's it's been unfolding. I mean, and it and it didn't come in the way they thought it was going to come. It wasn't Trump, you know. So I don't well, know. You know, I think it's funny because I've always bring up the Orwell thing a lot, and it's like it, it, the problem is is that Orwell got it wrong, and only in one in this one case here, he didn't realize there was going to be corporate middlemen. 
and that's yeah. and that's that's the difference. The difference is that the government the government is going to have yes. your boot on you, but you know who's going to be helping them? Amazon and and all these corporations are going to be the middlemen. That way, the government keeps the blood off their hands, and they go, "Look, corporations could do what they want, even though we fund them and we give them breaks and we give Amazon and Google uh, government contracts without non competing." But you know, whatever. But they could do whatever they want, and and, and that's and that's yeah. what's happening. The pr problem They're is they can't. They couldn't do it to you directly, so they use Disney. Oh, totally. There's actually, I'm going to plug an interview I did on this channel for anyone who hasn't seen it. It was with uh, Professor Michael Rechtenwald. That guy is a genius and he really, he's written a lot of books about exactly what you're talking about, Royce, about corporate power and socialism working together. And and he just laid it all out. Like, why are, why are corporations going woke when it doesn't help their profit? Like, you know, what, and, and he helped, he helped me make sense of a lot of things in my mind. So if you guys haven't seen it, I would definitely... Check out Michael Rechtenwald. Uh, okay, that that wasn't a joke. That was something serious. Oh, um, I, I well, I want to go to something uh, positive. Um, I recently watched all of the new Kids in the Hall. Oh, how uh, is reboot. it? I liked it. It's just as weird. It's a little darker, but it's not like they didn't go woke or anything. These people were like afraid that might happen. They actually kind of stay away from politics and stuff for the most part there's one sketch that our skit where they make fun of cultural appropriation but they kind of stay they make, away from that stuff yeah. wait they make fun of the concept or they yeah yeah oh good yeah so you got that but yeah uh i i liked it and um recently before the show came out i start watching videos with uh, scott thompson who is the gay guy uh he is based like is he? he he does a um Remember his character Buddy Cole, which was like the flamboyant gay guy who's yeah. in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. does a live show like that where he's just making fun of woke culture the whole time. He's making really? fun of like Me Too and stuff. Uh, <laughs> heard it in some interviews where he's talking about like um, political uh, correctness and how that's kind of ruining comedy. And there was like one um, uh, interview he did shortly after Trump got elected, and the uh, interviewer was like trying to get him to bash Trump. He's like, yeah, that, that Trump, wow, he's a dictator, isn't he? And Scott was like, well, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, only someone is not like brainwashed. It, it, you don't have to like the guy. It's not about liking the guy. I just don't believe, buy into the stuff about being a dictator. It's refreshing to hear people go like, all right, let's relax. Like even people that aren't on your side going like, hey, you're being a little ridiculous. You're being hysterical, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And, and and that's like you know like the women with the 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 the, the, the pro-choice women standing outside with pl with plastic coat hangers. I'm like, well, that's not going to work, you know. I'm like, you're not even doing it right. You're not even doing it right. And so you know, I don't know. I think it's whatever, man. I think the only way to stand up for, like I said before, I think the only way to stand up for it is it's not it's not put up with it. I, I don't put up with it. I I don't I don't. I not I don't give in. I, I don't care. You know. I mean, I've trust me. I got plenty of YouTube strikes to show for it. But it's like enough. Like at some point, like all it takes is some people to go. All right, we're done now. Mm -hmm. And you notice how things stop. Things just stop. You know. You they only push you as far as you let them. Um. And and I and I think that's with comedy. I think that with 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 really with really everything. Like um. It's like a there's a good Mark Coyne quote. Quote. Hold on. Uh, here, I'm gonna read. I think it's actually worth it. It's it's a pretty good Mark Twain. Mark Mark Twain, Twain. quote. Say, say that three times fast. No, no. The, the guy the guy that was in a Star Trek episode. That, remember that one? Mark Mark Twain was in it. Uh, here it is. Okay. 
let men label you as they may. If uh, if you alone of all the nation decide one way that the the way be right uh, way by your convictions of the right, you have done your duty by yourself and by your country to hold your head for you have nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't matter what the press says. It doesn't matter what the politicians or the mob say. It doesn't matter what the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. Republics are founded on one principle, that requirement that we stand for what we believe, no matter the odds or consequences. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree besides a river of truth and tell the world, no, you move. And that's, I, I believe that, to my core it's got to be in trouble because i believe that to my core i'm like no i don't care i'm right i'm why yeah. it's, that, that, that beam is like why are you booing me i'm right you know and yeah. that's what happens all the time with co when COVID came out we got so much crap for going like they're gonna use this and everybody was scared going like oh your people are dying i'm like okay talk to me in a year and i had people emailing us going like okay man you were right this is horrible i can't leave my house i go i yeah. told you yeah i don't trust the government I never have and I never will. And anyone who trusts the government is a fool, in my opinion, regardless of who's in charge. But they love you, Royce. Yeah, the, like Reagan said, the worst things you could hear is we're the government and we're here we're to help. We're here to help. <laughs> they never are. They there's the, Name a government program, the, name a government building that you look forward to going into. That's always my question. <laughs> Go to the DMV and you tell me you're happy there. <laughs> You made me think where I said the country song with who is it? Aaron Tippin. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. You know that song? Yeah, but it's true though, but that's it one hundred percent. You uh, people don't people, you know, it's it's easy to shut up and there's you know how many people how many times I have even friends in my real life that go, I wish I could say what you say, but I can't. And I understand why they have jobs and stuff, and I'm like, I don't know, man, and if enough people say they can't fire you all, right? Like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you here, but you know, look at what happened. Look how many look how many companies backed down from the vax mandate. Look how many. Yeah. They're like, okay, we can't do this. We we need people to work. I'm sorry, this isn't gonna work. If enough people go, nah, you know, screw you. I ain't doing it. And that's all it takes is enough people going like, now we're done. Enough people yeah. not buying tickets to see She-Hulk or or you know, or the dumb movies. That's all you gotta do. And and eventually people will be like, Hey, is there is there a reason this YouTuber has more views than the new Avengers movie? And yeah, yeah. And then, like a lot of other people said, you know, we all need to just produce content, you know, support other people who are producing that. You know, we got to form a parallel, you know, yep. uh, system, you know, not exactly. supporting the big corporations that are embracing the woke stuff. 100%. And it's it's enough. It's like, look, I people, you know, say what you want about it. I'm in Florida, so I love DeSantis. Like when DeSantis told Disney, like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you want to play? And they were like, all right, cool. Hey, you don't need this tax break anymore. Hey, you want to pay your fair, your fair share, right, Disney? Well, come on. Now you're going to pay it. And then they were like, oh, should have shut up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Yeah. You're treating us like everybody else. Oh, man, you're treating us like universal. That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> Poor Disney. <laughs> Look, if anybody's suffering right now, it's Disney, guys, okay? <laughs> I have something for you guys. One more. Hmm. Vanilli. No, you can't be vanilli. Yes. I am always vanilli. No, but you can't be vanilli two days straight. <laughs> <laughs> because you are Germany and I'm from France. <laughs> oh, now I get it. 
Millie Vanilli commercial, take one. <laughs> Hello, we are Millie Vanilli. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't understand the enormous success of Millie Vanilli. And neither do we. I'm <laughs> <laughs> to tell you that you too can be Millie Vanilli with lots of positive energy and our new do-it-yourself at home, Millie Vanilli Kid. That is right. In just 10 minutes, count them five, 10. You didn't think <laughs> that, huh? 10 minutes, you two can look and sound just like Mealy Vanilli. Tell them what they get, Vanilli. Well, for only $39.95, you get this. Mealy Vanilli hair. Very easy to apply. And dye it whatever color you'd like. Just a mop. You shall get this. Millie Vanilli eyes that will give you positive energy. <laughs> what else? Let's not forget our terrible accents. You'll also get this. That's right. You listen to these cartoon characters. Pepe Le Pew, Bonsai, <laughs> Elma Fox. <laughs> And you are almost ready to be Millie Vanilli. No, but not yet. No, no. First, you go out and see the latest, hottest, freshest, exciting dances, but don't do them. No, no, no. This is Vanilli. So get a friend. Because it takes two jerks to be Millie Vanilli. And remember. Don't forget our number. <laughs> so act now because we are almost out of style. You know, it's funny. A little bit after that, it came out that a little bit after that, it came out that Millie Vanilli wasn't ever saying, never sang their own songs. It was a bunch of yeah. other people. Oh, so this is before it came out. This yeah, is, yeah, this is before. Millie Vanilli wow. were douchebags. Millie Vanilli were douchebags outside of the stealing music. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I just know, I know one of them, I felt really bad for them because I saw a documentary. I think it was Rob ended up committing suicide after everything. And they were, Alan Scott says, wait, they were fake. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the, the thing is, I don't even care. That song, Girl, You Know It's True, was so ooh, good. Ooh. It doesn't matter. I love you. I don't That's care so who good. sang it. It was good. Oh, good. Then, that was a jam. <laughs> I will agree with you. That was a jam. Yeah. Uh, and then when they they um, when they were found out, I know they tried to put out they tried to have the people who actually sang for them put out an album that was like the real Millie Vanilli singers or something. And it bombed. Nobody nobody wanted it yeah. without those if, faces. If you actually saw who the band was, it was like this older black guy and like yeah. this woman. And I'm like, oh, OK, so, yeah, this was all uh, this is all like a ho it was like the monkeys. But at least the monkeys were upfront about it. It's yeah. crazy, like how many bands and artists did that. You remember CNC Music Factory? Uh, like do they I had remember a, it. I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> they had like this hot woman who was supposed to be the lead singer, and it turns out it's like this very overweight black woman who sang the vocals. Um, you had a Technotronic pump up the jam. You look in that video; it's like this dark skinned black lady, but in reality, it's you know, yeah, kid caves this light skinned. I think she's mm -hmm. half black or something. Dresses yeah, like boy, jam, man. Music was better. Sorry. Oh, yep. Jam, pump it up. 
Uh, it was my housemate's birthday uh, the other night, and so we just put on all these great videos from the 80s, 90s. You would have loved it, Chris. You probably would have loved it too, Chris. Uh, too Legit to Quit. Have you guys seen that video too in a long legit. time? Yes. Too Legit, too legit to, quit. to Quit. I had the hammer <laughs> to it. Too legit yeah. to quit. I know it's the whole hey, thing. Hey. And there's like a long lead up to it where they have a bunch of comedians and stuff. Like uh, John Belushi's in it. And there's like a whole video before the video. Do you, do you remember when they had premieres of videos? Yes. Like when Michael Jackson would have a new video c- coming out, they like a special music video from Michael Jackson premiering this Thursday at 7 on Fox. I remember and Black, the, and, black white. and White. Black yeah. And white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that going like, oh, this is crazy. And that yeah. was like, it was like an entire like 15 minute movie mm-hmm. a music video where it had like a story. And you're like, yeah. oh, Holly Culkin's in this. Oh, yes. that, can, I'm sorry, but can we play one more? Just one p- yeah. clip, one part of a clip. If you can find it, um, it's Tommy Davison as Michael Jackson, yes. uh, the black and white skit. It's like the end part of it. If you want to play the music part, but the end part is hilarious where he's like going crazy and smashing things. Yes, okay. I remember that. that. Tommy David was great. Did a great Another great one that underrated. Yeah, yeah. He had a drug problem for a while. But glad he got cleaned up. I assume he's cleaned up. I don't know. I think so. And he was the co host of Magic Johnson's show. Do you remember the Magic Johnson show? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. It was so boring that they brought Tommy Davidson on like midway through the show, <laughs> first and last season. And he did. And he, he Tommy Davidson was in a trailer. Uh, they actually did a pilot for a Coming to America TV show. Yes. Yes, that's and right. He was, and he, and I've, I've watched, he was in the trailer for it. Yeah. Not the trailer in the pilot for it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. It, the whole thing's on YouTube. Yeah. It's really, it's actually pretty crazy to, to see. What's Tommy Davidson doing now? He was in the newest Sharknado. No. Uh, television. No. <laughs> you know what? He's a voice Wait. actor, basically. I feel like all actors will eventually end up on some Sharknado type movie yeah. on Sci Fi Channel. Uh, is this it? Let's see. Did you find it? Living Home Alone Again with Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a different one. Uh, if Maybe it's like black and white, you know? Yeah, just, it's not showing up. Oh. That one might be a rough one because it might have been caught with the Michael Jackson music algorithm, which happens sometimes mm. if they sound alike. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Michael, you can't play any Michael Jackson stuff. You'll get popped by thinking about it. Yeah. Don't even say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I just want to do one. Anyway, Tito was a talented one. Oh, Tito. <laughs> that was a real talent. Oh, he should oh, uh, well, oh, you have to fast forward through. There's. Oh, wait. Hold on. Is it this one? It's this one. I can put in a. In the, Can you on. put it in the chat here? Yeah, I okay. mean, uh, and yeah, just and just fast forward it to the end. You know, those into the actual song, parody part. <laughs> so, uh, Bungalow Logic says, "Are are we all just middle aged reminiscing now?" Hey, yes. Wait, <laughs> like, maybe we are. <laughs> maybe this makes us feel young. <laughs> My day. Hey, back in my, I'm gonna be 40 in July. Okay, you leave me alone. Oh, cool! Happy early birthday. Oh, okay. 40's good. Yeah, I guess. 40's good. How old are you? I'm sorry, if you don't mind me asking, I, I need um, to know. 43, I think. Really? Yeah. 
Okay. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm old enough that I'm I'm questioning if I'm 42 or 43. <laughs> I think oh, I'm 43. No. <laughs> like, you will start being like, wait, did I have that birthday yet? Oh, we're so old. Uh, we're so old, guys. Doesn't matter. Our time was better. <laughs> you, you young kids, you don't even get it. <laughs> All right, you don't it. know what it's like watching Dirty Dancing a million times. You'll never, you'll never understand why Footloose was so cool. You don't get it. You never will. <laughs> have There's your only... whatever they watch now. Your 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 Shreks they, or whatever. They just have their TikToks. I mean, the thing yeah. is. Their TikTok. Oh my God! You sound like <laughs> an old lady. Their TikToks. They have their TikToks and their Instagrams. <laughs> That's true. And their Snappy Chats. And their Snappy Chats. Snap face. <laughs> I'm too old for this. Back in my day, I had to go on MySpace to meet friends, and three songs would play at the same time when I went to their page. That's so awful. Thanks for the ad. <laughs> We had to go on AOL Messenger. <laughs> yeah, but my away message was lit. It had like lyrics from a cool song that I liked in my away message. <laughs> so cool. We didn't have Twitter, guys. We had AOL away messages. <laughs> that was our teenage angst. Uh, okay, I'm going to start Carrie, if you go to the, yeah, the, the minute 25, uh, if you can do around there. Right around um, minute 25. Yeah. Oh, I do remember this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like he improv so much of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember this even with my point. You know why it's so good? There's no music and it's just yep. uh, awkward. <laughs> Line. Officer, maybe you can tell me. Am I black or white? You're under arrest. What? So I guess I am black. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, well done. oh my. <laughs> oh, thank you for finding that. That was a good one. Oh, shit. Okay. A lot of fun. We're going to wrap it up. We've done two hours, you guys. Yep. Look at that nostalgia. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. And oh, super um, fun. Royce, I, I love having you on. Thanks for coming on. And yeah, I am. I am. I'm happy to come on. Just let me, let me know when. Uh, this is a blast. Cool. Uh, tell people where they can find you if they don't already know. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Sis on YouTube. Just one word. And uh, yeah, just there. I mean, that's 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 the go-to. Go there and find us and cool. watch our show. Four to five, four 
to 6 p.m. Eastern time every day. Monday through Friday, I mean, not every day. I don't work on the weekends. I'm not crazy. Not on the weekends. And we'll put it in the description of this video. I didn't have Pirate Tomsky helping tonight or Cole, so they didn't drop it in the chat, but we'll put it in the description. Oh, and Daywave, my morning show, uh, Daywave Radio. Search for that. And, uh, a lot of fun on that show. We, that's kind of more we just goof around, but it's my fun show in the morning. That's from 10 a.m. till noon. I got that time slot locked down. Nice. Uh, no one else does it at that time. That's why. Um, but yeah, go check me out. Cool. Mystery Chris, you're on Twitter. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't, I'm nowhere. But wait, I have a Twitter. You have a Twitter now. Yeah, I barely know how to tweet <laughs> stuff out. Uh, yeah, that's uh, MC Mystery Chris. I'm just psyched that you have a social media presence now. So. Yeah, so am I. I'm like a caveman. I don't understand hey, there he is. Hold on. Follow. Wow. <laughs> thank you. You've been followed. <laughs> thank well, you, sir. And thank you, guys. We're going to go on this video. My husband made this music. We are, he is going to come up with a full version of the song for the intro song for both shows. So if you guys like it, I think it'll be a silly song. Anyway, thanks for hanging out, guys. <laughs>